Hey, Barry. Hey, Al. How can you tell if a joke is a dad joke? How? Well, it's usually apparent. It's time for a compelled dual bonus episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Compelled Duel. I'm Al. And I'm Barry. And if you're listening to this, you know what our whole thing is. Anyway, here's what we're going to be doing today. So we are going quite a bit back in time for our protagonists in this episode. We said Leo is 80 in this episode, so the elven equivalent of 16, and Fee is 70, so the elven equivalent of 14. This has certain implications for the state of both of their relationships with their gender and with medical transition, but we are just not going to go into that. No one is going to be misgendered over the course of this episode. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. It's going to be a fun one. So we find ourselves in the Asherian Royal Palace in Velental, in one of the pristine marble council rooms, where there is going to be a meeting between the Archduke and his advisors very shortly. But none of those people are in this room right now. Who is, is the esteemed <laughs> Grand Duke, Lair of Alcine. Leo, what are you doing? I am wreaking havoc and mayhem upon my surroundings. You want to be more specific? Sure. Our camera zooms in on Leo standing on a chair, all 5'2 of him, precariously trying to balance a very full bucket of water on top of the door to the council chambers, cursing under his breath as he stands on his tiptoes trying to make this happen. You're doing that. Uh, go ahead and roll me a quick sleight of hand. And that would be a 16. You get this bucket up on this door frame with little incident. <laughs> it sloshes a little bit, but it's stable. And you hear voices down the hall. I run. I get out in the hallway and try to duck behind a statue. Roll stealth. That's a 23 to stealth. I'm very used to hiding in my own house. <laughs> you managed to, like, hide behind a pillar. Let me just roll. Whoo! Not 20. Okay. So, as you are hiding behind a pillar, a round, bespectacled face peeks around the corner. And Soren Shakrana, holding a notepad, like, ready to take some notes, looks at you, wide-eyed, and just hisses, What are you doing here? Leo grins, winks at him, and says, I'm about to make the council meeting much more interesting. There are more voices down the hall approaching closer. Soren blinks and looks extremely anxious for one second. And then as the voices approach, he leans a little closer to you awkwardly and says, follow my lead, and like puts an arm around your shoulder. <laughs> I mean, if this is your lead, I'm more than willing to go with it. And as you're saying that, your father, his bodyguard, and his entire council of advisors 
all step into view. There is a pause. And then he says, Lairel, exactly what are you doing? Oh, he didn't open the door? Not yet. He has a passive perception of 25, so you could not have rolled stealth high enough to hide from him. Oh, um, uh, sorry, we, uh, we didn't know that anybody was coming. Deepest apologies, father. Orlin clears his throat, shakes his head, and says, I trust that you'll go back to your chambers now. And then he snaps, and he says, Lord Shakrana, if you'd like to take notes on the meeting, I suggest you fall in line. Towards the back of the line. Leo whispers into Soren's ear and then pushes him off towards the rest of the people coming down the hall. Soren respectfully falls in the back of the pack. And then you scamper off. And then Morlin shakes his head, moves forward. As you're turning the corner, you hear the door open and a splash and loud, furious cursing. (laughs) From around the corner, Leo sticks his head out and goes, Oh no, did something happen? Oh, you know who I saw walking down this hallway a couple seconds ago? You might want to ask for Aurora about this. The entire council is just standing there blinking unsuredly. Your father's bodyguard, Sir Tormer Sr., has a hand over his mouth. (laughs) Like, he's trying really hard not to laugh. And Soren has, like, backed up against a wall, like, nobody look at me, nobody see me. (laughs) Leo winks at him again and then runs away as fast as he possibly can. And then, Fee, we cut to you, standing in your chambers, getting ready for a normal dinner, as far as you know. Your bodyguard and best friend, Surfinator Stormare, is standing there in your room, kind of idly inspecting his battle axe as you get dressed and get ready. And from behind your privacy screen, you hear him mumble, Your dad looked pissed earlier. Fee laughs, she goes, Yeah, and what else is new, Finn? No, but I mean, like, pissed. So when we roll in, we might just want to try to keep it as low-key as we can. I don't know who the uh, object of ire is. My money's on Leo, but... If he laughs again, she says, sounds like smart money. Just figured that it's uh, within the parameters of my job description to give you the heads up. Are you ready? She steps out from behind the privacy screen, tries to, like, mess with her hair, and says, I'm always ready, Fen. Let's go. You walk downstairs. You walk in. Your father and Alasha Dakarin, your magic tutor and surrogate mother, are both sitting at the dinner table, as well as Fen's father, Sir Reese Tormer. Nobody says anything to you as you two sit down at the table other than fleeting pleasantries. You sit there for a while. And then after a few more minutes, you hear the doors to the dining hall open again, and you see Leo and his entourage walking in. At that moment, your father puts down his teacup with an emphatic click in its saucer and says, All right, then. It seems that we have a grand mystery on our hands. Let's back up a minute. Leo, you are getting ready for dinner. Your door opens, and 
without announcing herself, without fanfare, your bodyguard, Elena Tormare, walks in saying, Soren told me about what you did. Leo is sitting at his vanity braiding his hair and tries very hard to not betray any emotion as he says, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about, Elena. Elena, as the oldest of three siblings, has the judging you but impressed look down pat. Elena is a reasonably muscular Asherian elven girl about your age. She has straight cut bangs, jaw length, dark hair. She is giving you a very flat look right now (laughs) as she shifts a little bit, like straightening her breastplate because she has to go to a formal dinner, which she's used to, but is starting to uh, not like as much as she did as a kid. She sighs through her nose. She says, I have no idea how you got away with that, but I don't think it's going to last. I mean, if you want insight to my process, Soren's how I got away with it. Because the old man gets so uncomfortable watching us kiss that he just doesn't ask questions. But officially, the story is that I didn't do anything. Yeah, that sounds likely. (laughs) And she, like, rolls her eyes. I think she sits down at your vanity with you and, like, half pushes you off the seat. Oh, look at me. I'm Leo. I never do anything wrong. How dare you imply otherwise? How is that anywhere close to the official narrative, which is, oh, look at me, I'm Leo, and I always do everything wrong? I didn't say it was the official narrative, I said it was your narrative, (laughs) and she, like, bumps you. Leo elbows her in the breastplate and then winces. Anyway, let's just head down to dinner, and we'll see how this plays out, and then we'll, uh, play it by ear, yes? Elena, like, leans her head back on your shoulder and just says, It's times like this when I really regret being friends with you. Leo braids another gold charm into his hair, laughs, and says, Elena, honey, at least I make your job interesting. You could be Elion. You could be Fen. She laughs back and she says, Yeah, between you and Kalesa, I've got the most interesting life of anybody in the city. Are you done fussing with your hair? Can we go? Sure. Yeah, we can go. I look fine. (laughs) Leo gets up, dusts off the front of his robes, and then makes his way down to dinner. And Fee, about a minute after you sit down, your brother and his bodyguard, Lady Elena Tormere, make their way into the dining hall and sit down. There is a long period of silence, followed by your father steepling his fingers over his untouched plate and saying, Well, I have a few questions for each of you. Namely, Ferora, where were you at precisely two o'clock this afternoon? Fee blinks and then looks at Leo, just like narrowed eyes. And then looks back at her father and says, I don't remember. I believe I was at the library with Phenandris. Well, that's very interesting because at some point, somebody placed a very large bucket of water on top of the door to the council chambers. And I am just trying to figure out the reality of what was going on there. Fee, roll insight. 11. 
you see Leo sitting very quietly next to Soren go. She just clenches her fist under the table and then just plasters on a big fake smile and through gritted teeth says, oh, that's very interesting, father. And why do you think I would do that? Oh, no reason. I had just heard that you were recently in the hallway before said incident happened. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, heard that from whom? Leo is picking at his plate of food, and you see his eyes go a little wide. And then your father says, No one in particular. I was just interested in your outlook on the situation. My outlook on the situation is that I was in the library researching for a history lesson we have tomorrow. And then she looks at Fen and says, Wasn't I, Fenandris? Let me roll insight for Fen real quick. <laughs> Fen rolled a nat 20 to insight. <laughs> Fen, who is horrible at lying historically, nods and says, Mm-hmm. I was right there with her, Your Majesty, the whole time. Both of his sisters narrow their eyes at him, but don't say anything. And then Leo elbows Soren under the table and says, Yes, and I also wasn't there, so it just must have been the product of an unruly prankster. Yes? Fee narrows her eyes so hard, and then says, Yes, that sounds like the most likely answer. Don't you think, Father? He looks very slowly back and forth between the both of you. Yes, I suppose it does. And then next to him, at the head of the table, Alasha says, Has anybody tried the pheasant? I think the pheasant is delicious. He says, oh yes, the pheasant's fantastic, and then just deliberately just looks at her plate. <laughs> you do note that Leo bolts his food down just about as fast as you do and asks to be excused. I am also going to ask to be excused. <laughs> yeah, your father lets you both go. I'm going to follow Leo until we get far enough that we can't be heard from the dining hall. And then I'm going to yell, you're going to regret that. From several paces ahead of you in the hallway, Leo quirks his head to the side and says, I don't know if I am. You should have seen the old man looking like a wet cat. I'm sure I would have if I had been the one who did this. And it's a shame you weren't more convincing. Okay, now she's going to run at him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm going to try to get him in a headlock. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a grapple check. So that's yep. a strength contest between the two of you. 16. 14. You get him. <laughs> By the neck. I'm going to noogie the shit out of him. <laughs> stop, stop my hair, stop! Just very deliberately giving him a noogie. He says, I work so hard to stay out of trouble. That sounds like a you problem. Leave my hair out of this. <laughs> and I think at that point, the footsteps come down the hallway. And there is an ear splitting. Just you look up and Elena Tormer at the end of the hallway. Fingers to her lips. 
finishes whistling and then yells, Hey, break it up! I'm innocent in all of this, I'll have you know. Feast steps back and just, like, smooths down her shirt and goes, I'm finished. For now. Elena says, That's not ominous at all, thank you, Ferrara. And Fee, like, does the thing where she points at her eyes and then points at yours, Leo, and says, This is not over. Oh, look at me. I'm shaking in my boots. What are you going to do, Fee? You'll see. (laughs) Okay. And then Leo links his arm through Elena's and walks off down the hall. He turns over to Elena and says, I'm deeply afraid of what she's going to (laughs) do. Fee, we cut to the interior of your quarters a few days later, where you are sitting there with Fen and Kalesa Petrus, who looks a little bit different than the iteration of her that we are familiar with. She is about 81, 82 years old, with very long, straight silver hair, no facial piercings, very pristine kind of fantasy sorority girl looking, and looks very confused as to why she is here. Fen very demurely raises a hand and says, Hi, so, um, what's going on here? Fade, finger steepled, says, I'm going to get revenge on my brother, and murdering him would be problematic logistically. So, we're going to prank the shit out of him. Kalesa raises her hand and says, Hi, that sounds awesome. Why am I here? Because Elena and Soren cannot be trusted and Fen is not as devious as you are. So what you're saying, Fee, back it up a second. You're saying I'm here to wreak havoc? That's exactly what I'm saying, yes. I will do whatever you tell me to. I had hoped you'd say that. So, and then Fee pulls out a rolled parchment map and just slams it down on the table. It is hand-drawn, lovingly. (laughs) There is an X over one room, and she says, So this is where Leo keeps his conditioner. You watch Kalesa sit there, fiddle with her hair a bit, and then break out into an absolutely shit-eating grin. And what are we going to do with Leo's conditioner? Going to make it turn his hair the color of blue cheese. You absolute bitch, I adore you. Thank you. (laughs) Fee is prepared. Fee pulls a box out from under her chair and just slams it on the table. It has several potions in it. She says, so I was told never to mix these two, and then she pours them both together. And I just need you to cause a distraction, Kalesa. I can maybe do that. I I kind of got from dinner last night that Leo deserves this, yes? If he wants to keep blaming me for his shenanigans, this and more. Perfectly understandable. Fen, come along! She stands up and Fen follows after her, looking extremely afraid. And our camera cuts to the hallway right outside of Leo's chambers. 
he walks out with Elena at his side and runs into Fen and Kalesa. Kalesa immediately starts talking him up, asking several innocuous questions, trying to keep his attention. You're going to be able to get in there unnoticed. Is that what you do? Yes. <laughs> and what do you perpetrate within your brother's quarters once you are in? I pour various tinctures and potions into all of his conditioner bottles so that his hair will look and smell like blue cheese for a week. Okay, you do that. You fully run into Leo on your way out of the room. His eyes narrow at you, and he says, Fee! Hey! What were you doing in there? Fee brushes invisible dust off of her shirt and says, I was hoping to talk to you privately about something. Well, I'm right here. What did you want to talk to me about? Roll deception. 16. Leo's eyes narrow a little bit more, but then he relaxes. I was hoping that you got the notes from our civics lesson yesterday. Yeah, um, well, I wasn't there. Thanks, I'll ask Fen. He nods and then walks back into his room. <laughs> the rest of your day is pretty quiet, Fee, but when you come downstairs for breakfast the next morning, you see that your brother is sitting there with a head of just absolutely nasty chartreuse green hair and a little bit of a funk coming off of him. Your father raises an eyebrow over his tea like he wants to say something, but then decides against it. And Leo just quietly eats his food and then leaves. Fee very primly gestures with a bite of her food on a fork and says, Oh, I guess they're having water issues down at the baths. On his way out of the dining hall, you hear Leo go, <clears throat> Shame. <clears throat> And then he walks away. <laughs> Leo, it is around lunchtime the same day. You are in your chambers. Soren is lounging on your bed reading a book. And Elena is sitting at your vanity playing with a butterfly knife. And she says, so what are we doing? Leo is sitting in a chair at his desk, fingers steepled in front of his face. And he says... Thank you all for being here today. We are going to war. <laughs> Elena says, do, do you want to put on more cologne before we keep talking? Because it's there's there's a there's an odor. Oh no, and that's part of why we're here. My sister has infringed upon the most sacred territory of my life, which is my hair. From the bed, Soren says, Thank you. Your input, Soren, as always, is highly valued, but mostly unwanted. <laughs> anyway, we are now going to make her life hell. Can we all agree on this? Yes? Do I have your allegiance? Elena puts the butterfly knife up to her mouth and says, I mean... Kalesa and Fen are both doing this weird thing where they keep telling me they have secret plans. 
and it's starting to make me feel really left out, so yeah. Ah, so Kalesa has betrayed us. This is good to know. Any damage we do to her is now moot. I happen to know that Fee has a little equestrian competition coming up, and I think that because I have been compromised, it only makes sense that we escalate the situation. Soren puts his book down and he says, we're not going to do anything to the horses, right? No, but the horses might do something to Fee. Soren dusts his hands off and says, well, that's the exact level of petty that I'm into. I'm so in love with you. And I am so glad that you love me even when I look and smell like fermented food product. However, now is the time for revenge. I'm going to go down to the stables. What are you doing there? I am going to go down with Soren and ask him to cast an unseen servant to sit on the back of Fee's saddle with her. Okay, looking a bit confused, he does that. Okay, so here's what happens. When she goes to make her first jump, I want you to have the unseen servant smack the horse on the butt real hard. Soren nods slowly. He says, yeah, I think I could do that. And this is why I love you. I gave him a little kiss. <laughs> okay, you gave him a little kiss. From outside the stable, you hear Elena, who's on lookout, say, Hey, Fen, mom's looking for you. I'm going to try to sneak out as quietly as I can with Soren. Roll stealth. That's a 19. Okay. You and Soren sneak out around Elena, around the corner of the stable. You see Elena has Fen in conversation, and Fee is just kind of looking at the ground, like, it, very obviously not included in the conversation and not trying to make it awkward. <laughs> so she's just kind of looking at her shoes. You and Soren get out of there without incident. I assume you attend these equestrian competitions? Oh, absolutely. I would love to see what happens next. She's pretty good with horses. She puts on a good show. She leads the horse up to the jump. And it starts to go over the hurdle. And then you and Soren make eye contact in the risers. And Soren makes a little hand motion. And then the horse whinnies loudly and bucks <laughs> as it lands. And <laughs> Fee just yells. <laughs> and you watch her, like, lean forward and throw both arms around the horse's neck. And the horse just goes haywire. Just goes absolutely off the shits. Leo, I think, has stolen a glass of wine off of a passing servant's tray by this point and just takes a deep swig of it and makes eye contact with Fee from the risers. Fee's still clinging onto the back of this horse and trying to get it calmed down, makes eye contact with you, swears loudly and in an extremely undignified way. <laughs> and you feel the retribution that is coming for you. <laughs> I already look and smell bad. What's the worst that could happen to me? Fee, it is a couple days later. You are still pretty sore after your incident at the equestrian competition. 
and you find yourself walking down the grand staircase into the great hall of the palace, where preparations are underway for a relatively important event tonight. There is a ball being held for the summer solstice. Leo has been put in charge of a lot of preparations for this. It's kind of part of his Grand Duke duties to be in charge of hospitality for this event. You see him down there, clipboard in hand, Soren following close after him, doing most of the work. Naturally. So here's what I want to do. Go on. I want to in some way set off a stink bomb to go off during the event. <laughs> um, okay, we can rule a cool this. I'll say that Kalesa and Fen are walking with you as you're making your way down the stairs. Have you divulged this plan to them in any way? Oh, yes. You see Kalesa down below the banister where Leo can't see her starts rubbing her hands together. And she says, Okay, so as far as our odorous munitions go, I know a guy. I just am going to need you to help me install them. Think you can do that? Oh, absolutely, yes. Awesome, Fen, that puts you on distraction duty. And Fen goes, uh... Is there any way this could also make a loud, embarrassing noise, Kalesa? Kalesa gets this big, Grinch-like grin and says, For instance, if the trigger were to be put under the cushion of Leo's chair, and when he sits down... Yes, exactly. That's what I had in mind. Oh, you are evil. <laughs> And Kalesa cackles quietly to herself and then runs down the stairs and out the front door. She runs right past Leo, who goes, Hi, Kalesa. Bye, Kalesa. And then looks up at you and Fen and narrows his eyes. You're not supposed to be down here till eight. Oh, I just wanted to get a look at the preparations. Which are none of your business, and I don't trust you. Get out. She just puts her hands up. She goes, Noted. Come along, Fenandris. I'm gonna have to roll deception for Fen, which this is not gonna be pretty. <laughs> oh god. Fen rolled a big fat five to deception, and Leo rolled a 13 to insight. So Fen is not able to lie to Leo. He starts stammering and tripping over himself. Uh, uh, I was, I was just, uh, uh, looking for Elion. Have you seen her down here? Elion Tormere is standing right there with Leo and Soren and goes, Hey, Fen, are you okay? <laughs> She's Elena's twin, so they look very similar, but Elion has longer, wavier dark hair and is dressed a lot more formally. She has on a very pretty long dress and has just kind of been talking back and forth with Soren about streamer colors. And she just narrows her eyes at her brother and goes, What are you up to, you little weasel? Again, Fee says, come along, Fenandris, <laughs> and then just starts towing him up the stairs. As soon as you're out of their line of sight, Fen puts his head in his hands and goes, I'm a failure. <laughs> I bring shame upon House Tormer. I'm a fraud. He just awkwardly pats him on the back and says, you did your best. Your best just sucked. Let's go. So if Fen had passed that deception check, you were going to get advantage on the stealth check that you're going to have to do. But you are not going to get that advantage now, so you get one roll. Kalesa comes back with a big wooden trunk a couple hours later, kicks in the door of your room, and says, 
Hello, I have live ammo. Let's do this. Yes, let's. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to have to sneak this big crate of stink bombs through the palace and into the great hall. I'm going to need you to roll me a DC 15 stealth check. It's a 12. 12. Okay, so there was a threshold of five points for a mixed success on this. You are going to succeed with planting the stink bombs, but everything is not going to go off the way you wanted it to. So you and Kalesa very sneakily make your way around, dodging back and forth between people that are putting out tablecloths and pulling out extra chairs, just kind of stashing these little alchemical charges all over the room. Kalesa, you notice, is connecting them with spells as you go, and you go up to the chair where Leo is going to be sitting next to your father at the gala later. The chair spins around Godfather style, and Leo is sitting there petting an extremely fat white cat. Hello, Ferrara. Whose cat is that? Soren's mom's. That's not what we're talking about right now. Since when does Soren's mom have a cat? Wouldn't it eat the spiders? Your constant attempts at deflection betray you. What are you doing? Well, right now I'm having a conversation with my brother about his boyfriend's mom's cat. I guess. Leo looks extremely miffed. I borrowed the cat for dramatic effect, okay? How are you going to try to fuck up my gala? Thiefa's on her best innocent face. Leo, why would I try to fuck up the gala? You know why. She just puts a hand to her chest and says, I'm afraid I don't, brother dear. Excellent, then you won't mind me walking you out. Not at all. Leo picks up the cat, which meows in a very perturbed fashion, and escorts you and Kalesa out of the ballroom. <laughs> You're about halfway back up to your chambers when Kalesa leans over and presses a small... It looks like a detonator into your hand? Like, it's got a big red button on it and everything. And she says... Okay, so Leo's not going to be able to trip this off because we couldn't plant it where it needed to be, which means that you're going to have to trigger it. Understood. Several hours later, the gala seems to be going off without a hitch. People are happy. People are dancing. There is a phenomenally well-stocked open bar. You notice your father actually looking pretty satisfied over at Leo, like he's surprised that he managed to do something right. And Leo is just preening. I pushed the button. A sound like the fart of a stone giant rips through this gala. And a second later, clouds of noxious green gas start emerging everywhere. People are coughing. People are puking. People are screaming and running for the door. Your brother makes eye contact with you across the room. And just gives you the most withering look you've ever seen. Feed gives him an innocent look back and just starts eating canapes. <laughs> Are you holding your nose or what? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and here's where your mixed success comes in. 
you're eating canapes very delicately with your nose pinched, which kind of defeats the purpose of eating canapes because you can't taste them. And greatly enjoying watching your father look over at Leo like this is somehow his fault. Leo grabs Soren by the back of the robes as he's coughing and trying to run out of the room, whispers something in his ear, and then shoves him in your direction. (coughs) Ferora, I regret to inform you of something very unfortunate. More unfortunate than the snake clouds, Soren? (coughs) Related to that, actually. And then you see him raise his wand. You missed one. And right under the table that you are standing next to, one of the bombs that Kalesa didn't get to loop into the chain reaction goes off right in your face, and you are going to stank for a while. (laughs) Alright. It's been a couple of days. Leo, the fallout of your gala going badly was unpleasant. (laughs) Yeah, this stinks. In more ways than one, yes. (laughs) So I assume you have been plotting your great and terrible revenge. Oh, I have. Excellent. You are in your bedchamber. Elena is like boredly messing with your stuff on your desk. I think you've asked her to stop and she has decided not to, because that's just kind of the dynamic that you two have. Soren, I think, is sitting on your bed and he just goes, well, obviously she has to pay for this. Point A, Elena, if you keep moving my shit, I will engage in higher risk behavior than normal and make your job extremely hard for you. This is your last warning. Point B, clearly, yes. Elena, much like a cat, just petulantly like knocks over a pencil cup on your desk and then goes to sit down. And Sora says, okay, well, do we have a plan? Since we have apparently reduced ourselves to sabotaging the environments around each other, yes, I think I do. Soren, I need you to get me a wand. Soren, like, kind of tilts his head and he goes, love, unless you have something you'd like to share with me, you can't do magic. Oh, no, no. The wand isn't for me. We're going to do something special to it. There's a brief pause. And then Soren just dreamily says, I'm very in love with you. Prove it. Go get me a wand that looks as much like Fee's as you can find. Absolutely. And he just like jumps off the bed and runs off. (laughs) Elena, I am now trusting that you can talk your sister into finding us somebody that can artifice something to happen to said wand once Soren delivers it. Elena grins deviously. <laughs> oh, Elian's never gonna get the stink out of the dress that she wore to the gala. She'll help us. Most excellent. I would like to contract one of Elian's artificer friends to rig the wand that Soren brings me to explode. Not in a way that is going to physically harm Fee, but definitely in a way that is going to result in her not having eyebrows, eyelashes, and a good bit of hair. Elena, like, puts her chin on her hand and she says, Have I told you lately that you're evil? You and every other member of my family, I'm just learning to lean into it. She nods, she says, I'll get that taken care of. Excellent. I wait for both pieces of that puzzle to come together, just sitting in the dark in my room, rubbing my hands together. If Soren's mom's cat is still in the palace, I get the cat and start petting it again. 
Yeah, I think it takes a few hours, but eventually Soren reports back with a wand that looks not exactly like Fee's, but close enough to pass a brief inspection. And Elena comes by with an artificer of few words, we'll say. While said quiet artificer is working on the wand, I lean over to Elena and whisper, Is this person a criminal? Like, I mean, I'm not going to rat anybody out, but I just need to know, is what we're doing illegal? Elena makes a vague hand gesture. (laughs) 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 And then she leans back and says, I didn't ask too many questions. Elian's been stringing this guy along for like three years. I take the wand and pay the artificer handsomely. I am going to go try to find Fee. I don't think Fee's hiding. I think she's relatively easy to find. She's in her room, as she is most of the time. I'm going to politely knock on the door, keeping the wand hidden under my robes. There is a brief pause, and you hear a lot of shuffling sounds. And then Kalesa actually opens the door. Hello, traitor. Hi, Leo. I'd like to speak to my sister, please, alone. Kalesa shrugs. She says, uh, sure thing. And then she leans back in and she says, Fen, let's go on a walkabout. Um, and then she leans back to you, Leo, and she says, Could you, by the way, clarify with Elena if dinner tonight is canceled because I'm a traitor or just postponed? I have nothing to say to you. That's nice. And then she leans in and kisses you on the cheek, and then she drags Fen out into the hallway. I walk in, shut the door behind me. Okay, I would like to have a talk with you. Fee, standing in front of a cabinet, (laughs) like faux casual, (laughs) says, Yes, we can talk. I'm free to talk. I wasn't doing anything. I just wanted to let you know, you win. I give up. I was the one that was in the wrong in the first place. And frankly, I am tired of all of this runaround that we've been giving each other. There is a pause. Fee relaxes a little bit. Roll deception. Seven. That's okay. Fee rolled an unnatural one for her insight. Fee relaxes and she says, Oh, well, you were in the wrong. Yes. I just think we're outgrowing a lot of this pettiness between us. Don't you think we should be presenting a more united front, if for nobody else's benefit than for fathers? Yes, that, uh, Fee looks a little confused, but she says, that sounds like, and she, like, straightens her posture and puts her hands behind her back. The sensible option. Layeril. Excellent. I'm glad we could have this talk. And I hug her, and while I hug her, I try to slip her wand out of its holster and put the fake one in in its place. Roll sleight of hand. Thirteen. Okay, that's a mixed success. Her posture stiffens as you go to hug her, and she goes, uh, what are you doing? Just bring it in. Feel the love. No, get off me. (laughs) (laughs) I leave very quickly after that. A day or so passes. Leo, I think you're chilling in your bedchambers, and there is a knock on the door. Is anybody with me, or is it just me? I think it's just you. Okay, it's probably Soren. I go over and answer it. It is not Soren. Standing on the other side of the door is, first of all, 
Kalesa's mom, Nasalia Petrus, this big buff paladin. She has a sword strapped to her back and a disappointed look on her face. <laughs> Lady Petrus, great to see you! Leo immediately starts panicking internally. Behind her, you see Alasha Dakarin and Lady Vestel Tormere, who is Elena and Elian and Fen's mother. De facto head of security for the palace, since her husband is busy being your father's bodyguard. And behind them, peeking up over Nasalia's shoulder, you see your sister, who has no eyebrows right now, and looks so, so pissed. Oh no! What happened? Nasalia Petrus sighs through her nose and says, son, give it up. Leo's voice is steadily climbing by octaves the deeper into this hole he gets. I'm sure I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Feed, this looks like a very unfortunate accident. I'm so sorry. He says, give me back my wand, you little shit. I, I don't. Alasha just says, I'm tired of this. Nasalia, it's in his vanity. If we could move along. H how Leo, what were your surface-level thoughts at the moment that she said that? I mean, probably, oh shit, I hope they don't look in my vanity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Alasha has done this before. I think this is not uh, an uncommon thing to happen. <laughs> so I think she just raises an eyebrow at you. She says, I'm casting Detect Thoughts. Can we please move along so Ferrara and I can go back to her lesson? I am not opening the vanity of my own volition. They are going to have to search and seize. I think Kalesa's mom actually grabs you by the shoulders and moves you six inches to the left. And then she goes past you into the vanity. Um, and she says, do we know which drawer? And Alasha goes, no one thinks that specific. What are you talking about? Kalesa's mom says, yeah, that's fair. And she just starts opening drawers in your vanity. I mean, Leo is panicking because he has many incriminating things in that vanity. Including, but not limited to, a lot of love letters from Soren, an illegally copied key to the royal vault, a bottle of vodka, a little baggie of fantasy weed. Lady Nasalia Petrus gives you a deeply disappointed look as she's going through your drawers, but doesn't say anything. She just pulls out the wand and she says, this is what we're looking for, ladies. And I think Alasha walks up, snatches it, and says, Okay, now that this whole side adventure is over, and she hands the wand back to Fee and says, Ferrara, darling. And then she just walks off, and Fee looks you in the eyes, and she says, Dude, really? And then she just goes. Lady Nasalia pulls the key out of the vanity and says, Vestel, do we know what this is to? And Lady Tormare says, Something that he shouldn't have access to, and just takes it. Nasalia says, I don't care about the rest of it, kid. But also, drink responsibly, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Lady Petrus, Lady Tormare. Enjoy the rest of your day. Nasalia says, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> and then she leaves, and Vestel says, I'm gonna take a nice long hot bath after this. <laughs> Kalesa has a copy of the same key, bye! And Leo slams the door behind them. God. <laughs> And then leans against the closed door, lets out a shaky breath. Oh, thank God they didn't open the bottom drawer. That's where the really bad shit is. 
Fee, several days later, Alasha has managed to hook you up with some very good transmutation wizard friends of hers that have been able to return your eyebrows and eyelashes and the front of your hairline to its previous state. The scar on your dignity, however, will remain for some time. You are walking through the gardens with Kalesa and Fen. Kalesa, you notice, looks extremely put out as you guys are walking. And she says, All right. So he decided to get really petty, not just with you, but with me. So I'm assuming that we're pulling out the big guns now? Yes, absolutely. Technically, I'm grounded for the rest of my life, which isn't a huge deal, because it's not like I won't just sneak out anyway, and both of my parents know this. Yes, and speaking of sneaking out, I think we all know that the reports of someone driving a cart through a bar window in town last night were related. Kalesa's facial expression shifts from good-natured to kind of serious over the course of a couple seconds. Fee, there's getting revenge. I'm not gonna rat on him. Like, yes, I was there, and technically, you know, admitting my own culpability in that would make things worse for me. You understand, yes? I'm not asking you to rat. I'm just gonna go through his room and find proof that he was out last night and did it. So I can rat. Oh, that I can get behind. He and Soren pass notes like a pair of fucking carrier pigeons. Excellent, excellent. All I need you to do is make sure that he stays out of his room for a little bit. Yeah, I think I can manage that. I can be the distraction. Fen- Actually, uh, Yeah, Fen, you probably better not help me with this one. You should probably go with Fee. Fen goes, I know! <laughs> You guys go back into the palace, up to the royal wing, where all of your quarters are. Kalesa does a cursory sweep of the area to make sure that Leo's not in his room, comes back and reports to you as such. But the weird thing that happens is that as you and Fen are on your way to go raid Leo's room, you run almost headlong into Leo and Elena, walking in the opposite direction. Ah, Leo, Elena, hi. Leo's eyes get kind of big for a second. Hi! Um, I, I like the new hair. It looks well-conditioned. He just plasters on a big fake smile and says, Haha, yeah, Alasha's wizard friends did some great reconstructive work. Elena also looks highly awkward and adjusts her breastplate a little bit and goes, Lovely day we're having. Next to you, you see Fen's eyes narrow. The Tormares know their shared brand of social awkwardness and can kind of spot it in each other. He says, yes, the weather's just amazing. You see Leo grab Elena by the back of the armor and go, anyway, bye, and shove her down the hallway. And so now we are going to have to roll two checks. So, Fee, to find me what you need to find you're going to have to roll me a DC 15 history check. That's a 22. Yeah, you get into Leo's room, dig through his vanity, and find the exact notes that he and Soren were passing to each other earlier that day, confirming that they were going out to the bars that night. Okay, and then Leo is going to roll something for where he was going, and that's going to be a DC 15 intimidation check. That's a 21. 
Fee, you and Fen sneak out of Leo's room completely undetected. But then you run into him and Elena in the hall again. Leo looks markedly more confident this time. And just cordially nods at you and says, Enjoy the rest of your day, Fee, and breezes past you down the hall. Well, I didn't like that one bit. It is, let's say, the next day. Leo, you are walking down the hall. You run headlong into Fee. You just smack into her as she's coming around a corner. Ow, watch it! You watch it. And she gives you a suspicious look. She says, what are you up to? Fucking nothing. I was going downstairs for a snack. She narrows her eyes at you and she says, I was going upstairs to the library. Leo narrows his eyes back at her. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Leo stares at her for a bit longer and then finally just throws his hands up and goes, Alright, you know what? I fucking had it. I've had it with the walking on eggshells. I've had it with the feeling that I'm constantly at a loss here. I have something that's gonna fucking end this and you don't want me to use it. You two are like circling each other like a boxing match. (laughs) (laughs) He says, What a coincidence. I have something that's gonna end this that you don't want me to use. Sounds like something that someone who knows that they've just lost a prank war would say. Oh, I'm just getting started. I could keep going for... And she looks around a little bit, like, at a loss, and then says, Years, if I needed to. Years. How convenient. I could also keep going for years, but I have something that's gonna end you instantly. Leo reaches into the front of his robes, where he has been carrying this for... For a while now, and pulls out a little leather-bound book. I found your diary. <gasps> your poetry is horrible. It would be a shame if the entire court heard it. You little... And then she pulls something out of her own pocket and brandishes it and says, I have proof that you snuck out the other night. Um, clarify what other night... Because I also snuck out last night, and, like, it's a pretty normal thing. The night there was all that talk in town about somebody driving a cart into a bar through the window, Leo. Oh, you asshole! I think they're both just holding their respective pieces of evidence up, still circling each other. (laughs) Well, it would appear that we're at an impasse. It would appear that way. Leo stops looks down at the diary, looks up at Fee, and says, Oh shit, this is... I was so hungover for that history lesson. What did Father call it? The the thing in war, where nobody can win. Mutually assured destruction? Exactly! What I propose is that we each hold on to the evidence we have. And if the other party were to instigate another incident in the future they know that they will be swiftly destroyed. That sounds like it's going to be horrible emotionally for both of us. (laughs) Fee, we both live in this house with this family. What the fuck else did you expect? You know what? Fair. Um, (laughs) she puts the notes back in her pocket. 
It's over for now. <laughs> you have a deal. Leo sticks a hand out. She shakes it. From down the hall, Elena Tormer yells, Finally! Can we all just be cool and hang out now? Well, what a good thing that it's Fee's birthday and we all just get to hang out and have fun and be friends tonight and nothing is going to go wrong and no one's going to sabotage anyone, right, Fee? For like a second, Fee looks disappointed. She's like, oh, I was gonna... Yes, right. Good. I'm glad we're all in agreement. And then he breezes off down the hall. Fee, your birthday party, I think partly at your request, is not a big rip-roaring affair. But your family and your friends are all there. A couple more influential members of the court are there. It's a nice evening. There's a band, open bar, nice buffet table, all your favorite foods. You can't help but feel a little hypervigilant as you're standing there after this weeks-long prank war waiting for something to happen. But something never comes. Yeah, I think Fee's just gonna find a corner to sit in. You sit down in a small table tucked into the corner by the punch bowl and just kind of look out across the floor and watch everybody enjoying the party. Leo and Soren are dancing together, being fucking disgusting. Elena and Kalesa are dancing not too far away from them, being moderately less disgusting. All of the parents are kind of grouped into one huddle off to the side of the dance floor. You see Soren's very small toddler sister, Lorelai, running around, throwing up her hands every once in a while and just randomly freezing some of the things on the buffet table. And then you see her mom very diligently chasing after her and pulling her back into the group. Your father and Alasha are discussing something, smirking at each other over the punch bowl. And after a while, you see Fen come over and sit down on the other side of the small table from you and say, You know, I get that the brooding aesthetic is kind of your thing, but this is your party. Yes, it is, and I'll brood if I want to. Fen sighs into his punch and just downs it. Well, do you mind if I brood with you for a little bit? He sniffs and just uh, raises her chin a little bit and says, That would be fine, I guess. Well, I mean, I am your bodyguard. It's my job to make sure that even your self-imposed aloofness doesn't sabotage your big night. Almost despite herself, she smiles a little bit and she says, You're such an asshole. Been hearing it from my sister since I was a toddler. It doesn't hurt me coming from you. You guys sit there for a little while, and eventually Leo, who has clearly been sneaking booze he wasn't supposed to have for a lot of the evening, pushes Soren away with a laugh and stumbles over towards you two and says, Why are you two so grumpy? Come dance with us. Oh, I don't know about Fee. It's your birthday. Come on. Hey, mutually assured destruction, remember? All you have to do tonight is have fun. She gets up, she holds a hand out to Fen, and she says, Come on. 
Leo grabs your other hand and drags the two of you out onto the dance floor and into this big, elaborate, interconnected group dance with Kalesa and Elena and Soren and himself and a couple other of your friends that are all there for the party. And as all of you whirl back and forth between partners in this dance, you end up palm to palm with Leo in the middle of the dance floor. And before you can really process what's happening, he presses something into your hand and then whirls back around to dance with Kalesa. And when you look down, you see your diary sitting in your hand. All right. I'm not going to say anything. The night wears on, and you all smile, and you all laugh. But you walk away with a certain knowledge that even the highest degree of animosity between you and your brother comes with a certain degree of mercy. The end. This was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a lot more where that came from, so stay tuned for future installments of other bonus content right here on Compelled Duel. Hey everybody, Barry here with the Postscript, just doing a couple housekeeping things here at the end of the episode. I hope everybody enjoyed our first publicly posted bonus episode. We had a blast with this one. It was recorded several months ago, so it's nothing new for the patrons, but we wanted to share it with you as well. On that note, if you enjoyed this bonus episode, we ask that you consider heading over to patreon.com slash compelled duel and checking out our patron benefits. Starting at $5 a month, you can unlock access to all of our bonus episodes, of which we have done several and plan to do more. Additionally, at the $5 tier, you get a handwritten wax-sealed letter from your favorite character every month, so that's pretty cool. And even at the $2 and $3 tiers, you get access to lots of cool stuff, like early access to episodes and access to patron-exclusive playlists on our official Spotify profile. Our income from our Patreon helps pay our podcast hosting fees and the fees that we pay for the software that helps us with our transcripts, so, you know... Our patrons are really keeping the lights on around here. We appreciate you all so much. If you're interested in supporting the podcast in ways other than pledging to the Patreon, we ask that you consider leaving us a rating and a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, because that helps get the show promoted to a wider audience. And as always, word of mouth advertisement is the best thing we have going for us right now. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, we just ask that you tell a friend about it. And if they like it, ask them to tell a friend as well. We host a weekly Q&A show every week on our YouTube channel, so if you search Compelled Duel on YouTube and subscribe to us, that would be great. We'd love to see you come hang out with us. We have a really good time every week. And I almost forgot to plug our social media profiles. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok at Compelled Duel. And we also have lots of other cool stuff like an official website and an official Spotify profile that you can find linked on all those social media pages. Season 3 is coming at you fast. We will be premiering live on YouTube with a live chat and all the fixings on Thursday, December 16th, 2021 at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We had a blast when we did the live premiere for the season 2 finale, so it's definitely something you're not going to want to miss.
But the episode will be posted on Friday, December 17th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, just like episodes always are in case you do. Either way, it's coming. We'll see you next week.